Like, do you talk to the parent and you're just like, hey, get the, like, do you stink eye the parent? Do you stink eye the kid? Are there enough stink eyes to go around? Well, yeah, the stink eye that you threw to the over-talkative guy, you got to ratchet that up, throw it over the seed. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like, <laughs> make it, like, ocular like daggers a- enough that they can feel it through their iPad. Your stink eye is like a frag grenade. You just got to throw it over the back of the seed and cover your face. All right, welcome back, everybody, to episode 13 of the Most Awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast. Coming at you as we always do. And, oh, there is a Dynamite show lined up for you today. Woo! Number 13. We're doing it on a short week also, Most Quick Awesome. Quick turnaround. This is our Thursday night game in the NFL season right here. <laughs> that's, that's right. And it's not going to be full of injuries. It's not going to be the inferior product. We are bringing a action pack. I think we even put a little bit more pressure on ourselves this time because you're like, you know, this is a short week. It's episode 13. We're cooking with gas. And exactly. we're, we're not going to let them down. We're going to show them that we can, you know, underneath any weather conditions. Exactly. Any, any, anything, any obstacle that comes our way, any holiday weekend, we're mm-hmm. still coming at it for the Nomadders because we have a responsibility to the podcast universe. With great power comes great responsibility. It's what we signed up for. It is. Okay, so you can find us on iTunes. Search MAB Sports. You'll see the Nintendo cartridge. Go ahead and click and subscribe. We know you've been telling people the Mabby Hour is still in full effect. We have some people taking advantage of it. We have yeah. the, the highest tab we've got yet to date. Uh, one, one, one no babber, not, not afraid of getting that $14 glass of wine. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. We put a, we, we, I mean, we asked politely, you know, go for that kind of maybe like a PBR special during a happy hour, but you know, you call your own shots. Like you're right. It's your show. So, yeah. uh, uh, you can also email us at MAB sports podcast at gmail.com. Keep letting people know about it. Hit us yeah. up on Mabby hour. We'll give you all our social networks at the end of the show, but keep telling friends we're, uh, we're growing. We're excited. And we know it's because of you. Uh, how's, how's your week, brother? What's going on? It's good. It was good, man. Um, came back home and found our like 40 foot tree has just kind of slowly, but surely over time, just leaned and then finally went over Thankfully, it didn't hurt anybody or anything and actually kind of arched over my fence line. So now I have a big quandary as to how I'm going to get this tree cut out and God knows how expensive it's going to be. So, yeah, you know, that's my week so far. Well, uh, most awesome, you're a manly man. You're kind of hands-on, right? You're just going to grab just kind of like just a handsaw and go out there and just take yeah, care of exactly. business? Yeah, just, just hacksaw Jim Duggan, just grinding yeah. it out, you know what I mean? Maybe build like a little playground set for the daughters or something? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or I'll just carve it like an ice sculpture and just make like a slide for them to slide down. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then why are we doing the short week? You, uh, you heading out? We're traveling, yeah, we're traveling, we're cool. heading out for Memorial Weekend, so we're going to go see a little family, so yeah, so we're, uh, that's why we're recording on a Thursday night here, so anything that happens between now and when the pod drops, we'll just have maybe, to do a special. Maybe we should drop the pod this weekend as a little like bonus gift for people traveling kind of during exactly, the yeah. holiday. Okay, that, that's not that. a bad idea, if, if we can turn around on the post, we can we can get that done, but that's that's in your All right, court, I hear you friend. most awesome, I hear okay. your point, right. yes, I'll try to turn it around on the post, I hear you okay. loud and clear. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's kind of get into the rundown. We're going to do Rip from the Headlines, which is going to be unlucky sports moments. We're going to do the MAB Inbox, uh, MAMA Parenting Tips, which teamwork makes the dream work. That's do right. the Neapolitan Showdown, which is the worst 
people on planes. Uh, we're going to do a gambling corner. We're going to tackle the NFC West Futures, which we ran out of time for last time. Then we're going to hit our MVP and our Tales from the Frat. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never fall short of content. Should we just jump into it? Let's dive right into it. Let's hit them with the jams. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. come on. Okay, so um, we're talking worst luck in sports. Why are we doing that most awesome? Because it's episode 13, Brandana. That's 13. why. Spooky. Yeah, exactly. We'll get a little ghost, uh, you know, thing going on there. A little woo. Wait, wait. So, do, do a good ha- Halloween impression. What would I guess? Woo would only be a ghost. Like I can't really do yeah. like a Jason impression. Of Freddy Krueger. If I did have a lawn or not a lawnmower, a, a chainsaw, I could just. That's pretty good. There you go. There you go. That's right. I practiced all week for that one. So we've got yeah. So we just decided because it's our thirteenth episode, we come at it and just talk about some unlucky moments in 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 sports history. Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump in there. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump off. I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer kind of a a twofer on this one, but they're very similar. I'm gonna go Greg Greg Oden and Sam Bowie. Oh, I almost had Greg Oden. You almost had him. Almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just both of their careers are kind of paralleled in both bad bad injuries, kind of freak injuries, and then also being drafted in front of two Hall of Famers, Michael Jordan, who we talked about last week, and then uh, Greg Oden was drafted in front of Kevin Durant. Durant. Yep. What do you uh, got? Yeah, that sounds like, uh, yeah, that sounds, well, just with Oden real fast, too, it's like, I can't speak for the, but Oden just seemed like a nice guy also. It just kind of seemed like a yeah. bad thing happened to a great guy, and it kind of, it kind of sucks to see, that is bad luck to, you know, kind of be on the fast track to be, you know, NBA great and just not have your body like agree with you. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is he was uh, unbelievable high school talent, unbelievable college, and then, but he had some kind of just physiological, like one leg was like an inch shorter than the other, and you know, and once you get in the NBA stage, it's it's gonna succumb to injuries, so it's tough. I Bartman that episode, and I don't have oh. I don't have the Cubs, and I still wouldn't have the Cubs even if they hadn't won a championship. As the bad luck, the bad luck on this is I just think he catches a lot of flack for shit that he didn't really cause. So right. uh, you know they're, they're up in the series three to two. Uh, it's the eighth inning. They're up three nothing. Just to bring everyone back up to speed, uh, right. it is uh, two thousand and three. Uh, pops a foul ball. He reaches for it. He has that little like cheesy shitty like headset on kind of like not paying attention right where you got that thing from the the bad beat on that too is is he looked like such a dork like and everyone (laughs) saw him you know i mean it's i know just perfect fodder for you know the the people to come down on him I'm serious. If, if he was like six six and looked like one of the Winklevoss twins, like right. like no one be giving him shit. He'd just be like, back the right. fuck up. I tried to grab a foul ball. Relax. Right. 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 Like, and also, like they they went. Uh, there was an eight zero run after they missed. That. Like it's not like maybe if that game was a little closer, or if it was like a game seven, like it was. There was still plenty of time for the Cubs to win that. And I think the biggest thing, most awesome, is if you rewatch it, like everybody's reaching for that fucking foul yes. ball. Like yeah. like everyone's trying to get their free souvenir. 
Yeah, so there's a there's a great thirty for thirty called Catching Hell, and I don't know if you saw it or not, Brandana, but they actually interview all the people sitting around Bartman at that time, all talking about these guys like going after it. But he was the one because obviously he he knocked it from Moises Alou's hand, and then just the ire of the crowd just booing relentlessly, booing. Security had to take him out and yeah. hide him. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. That if you don't, if you want to see the in depth on that, that thirty for thirty is unbelievable. You really actually kind of feel quite bad for the guy. Yeah, I think the the city did make good for him, right? Like they, so he has an agent or rep, and nobody like knows what he looks like. There's like yeah. uh, face reconstruction surgery or some shit. Like <laughs> most awesome, you could be Bartman for all I fucking know. <laughs> but, mm, deep. Careful, a little uh, little map conspiracy. Where was theory. I in two thousand three? <laughs> Where were you? I'm. I didn't know you. It's a great question. Not in Chicago. That's what, that's, that's, what, that's what my lawyers have told me to say. Uh, but he did. They did give him a ring, but he just kind of refused to show up. Because they wanted him to come, I think, to the World Series parade, right? And do a yeah. little speech. And he was like, he's, he's, ref- he's refused. He's refused to do interviews. To And, like, here's a guy. It, 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 imagine, like, your, your favorite sports team. And, like, you grew up loving Let's them. Go Mike's. And, Let's go. You're right, exactly. So you're the guy, and you run out in the field, or or you hit uh, Kirk Cousins yeah. as you're trying to take a picture <laughs> as he's walking into sure. the Super Bowl, and you sure. you injure his knee. Right, that would be like a just a devastating moment from your fandom, and now you are literally like a verb. You are you Bartman something. You've Bartman mm. it, and now it's like, hey man, I, I just love this team, and I was doing what thousands of fans do all the time, you know? Yeah, it's just like bad luck. He was just like a dweeb, and all that shit lined up, and you know, if yeah. they. If they can get that one out, if they don't give up an eight zero run, if they win the series, and we never talk about it, bad that, bad break. Yeah, that's a totally bad break. And like you said, like it was game six, it wasn't even game seven. So, but yep, he just exactly. got all this undue pressure for yep. it. So, um, here's the here's the unlucky moment that actually trickled down uh, throughout our NFL lives. Unfortunately, this year has been adjusted and changed. I'm talking about the completing the process rule, which started, <laughs> which started with with uh, Calvin Johnson, my, my Megatron, 2010 late game. So everyone forgets it's a late game scenario. It's like 30 seconds left. Sean yes. Hill throws lines. a little rainbow. What's up? <laughs> I said it's the Lions. Relax. Yeah, tell your yeah. story. Tell your story. All right. All right. Well, hey, look, it's my moment. I'll take it. I'll treat it as how I want. Right. Um, so he catches it, two feet down, falls, knee hits the ground, puts the ball on the ground almost to like balance himself, comes up, and then that's where the the, the that three word phrase comes out completed the process that yeah. i'd never heard it as a football fan in in many many years and has kind of uh, uh taunted us for what now eight years yeah it's ridiculous so that's definitely and not just because that was the first one to do it you know like i'm a, I'm a little apt to say that's like des bryant's is the absolute worst just for the stakes i think uh i think we talked about this a little bit one time like actually sure. had a chance to win that game and that right. all kind of led to it but it's like calvin johnson made no sense because you could actually tell like i think on a come some of these and like on a smaller scale like you can tell they're almost just like like setting down the ball to celebrate like it's just like right. which makes sense right because you you break the that's probably why megatron is better because he's breaking the goal line and like he, as a running back or whatever like once you break the goal line somebody can knock the fucking ball out of your hand but across the goal line touchdown right and for some reason with like receiving like, right, yeah, he was six yards deep in the end zone, caught it yeah. over a defender, and like set down, the ball and like set the ball down, right? Well, came, yeah, came down two hands, fell with his knee, and like went to brace himself and put one hand down and the other hand with the ball, kind of hit it and then stood up, and the ball kind of went spinning out, and that's where this 
inane rule of completing the pro like what like what more of an athletic process is that or completing the process is yeah. that i mean as far as i was always aware of it the catch rule was two feet down and like what they considered a football move well that was a football move and yeah score, and, scoring scoring a touchdown is definitely a football move yeah and you know what? I, th- I think uh, i think great call like the bad luck really is uh for the fans with all these yes. fucking commercial breaks like trying to figure out if it's a fucking catch or not exactly Let's play the fucking we, game right exactly we've been taunted with this for for eight plus years okay okay so i've been uh i've been a little split on this and maybe you can help me make the call so uh-huh. at my number two spot in very much most awesome fashion i know we're going to talk yeah, about it a little there while, you go. but i like it i'm rubbing off on you already cancel you we need one of your t-shirts needs to be like the most awesome constellation bracket and it's maybe just like three big let's let's think about it. let's work it should be like bit. yeah it'll be like the sweet 16 and then like just, <laughs> yeah, just things yeah. just jutting just out from all around everywhere like <laughs> continues on the back i like uh, okay so i have so i first went i wrote dan marino oh and okay. then, then i dug into that a little bit and then i was like wait a minute and for some reason i was torn kind of back to because i was thinking in recent history and i, I went to tony romo mm-hmm. and then i went Back to Dan Dan Marino, and I'm not really sure where I'm landing. I know I got to make a decision. So their their stats, obviously their their QB rating over the, their career is uh, Romo's is a little higher, but obviously he's not close in yards. Like uh, it's sure. sixty one thousand to thirty four thousand. Uh, a lot of the other stats kind of line up. Completion percentage is a little better on Romo's part. Uh, playoff record is Romo's two and four, and then Marino is eight and ten. Obviously, neither one of them have won a Super Bowl, and I think that's kind of the bad luck sure. aspect to it. What pulled me to Romo was playing for that team for, uh, was it like 12, 12 years, 13 years? Something like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, but playing for that, that team that long and finally getting all the pieces together slowly. I mean, he had like kind of the muff snap and kind of a yeah. few bad playoff losses that come a little unlucky. But finally feeling like, you know, with... With Elliott, with uh, Des Bryant kind of in his prime, feeling like all the pieces are kind of there and to be a Super Bowl favorite to really make a run. I mean, they kind of always have been, but it seemed like that year was really going to be the year. And to get injured that early and then have a fourth-round drafted Dak Prescott come in and just kind of never give you the opportunity to take the reins back. Right. Yeah, I I would say that Romo has the the snapshot moments. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, yeah, let me finish my case real fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then make the call. Uh, then on my Marino side, like never really a fucking running back, never real. You always have an asterisk when you're in the conversation of like greatest of all time. Right. And the reason maybe it's a little bit more impressive, which IE makes it a little bit more disappointing and, quote unquote, unlucky is, you know, he was doing these stats and everyone says it, but when, you know, the, the wide receiver rules were completely fucking different than they are now. Like right. people getting up, like his, that's, it makes his stats more incredible, which could make him more unlucky with how it waits. What's your thoughts, right. buddy? Help me out. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, so Romo's got the snapshot moments, especially with that muffed punt, like in the playoffs and, and the, the, the bad history, the bad beat on that, right? The kind of the, the most unlucky moments. Although I would say Marino's career is probably more unlucky just considering the talent and what he had and the inability for them to really put anything together. And also, too, don't forget that Marino went to the Super Bowl when he had that 47 t- or 50 or 49 touchdowns where he set the record before Tom Brady beat the record. I can't remember what the number was. So he goes to the Super Bowl that year, and that's the last time he ever goes to the Super Bowl. And it's like, oh, this guy in his second year is going to be here for years to come. And then nothing. I mean, nothing. No, playoff, middling yeah. playoff success, 
you know, and like you said, thrown for 61,000 yards and being a first ballot Hall of Famer, but having the taste of success so early and then all of it just falling off and never never reaching that pinnacle again, he be, he really becomes like the Charles Barkley of the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. or the Carl Malone of the NBA, where they talk about like a, you know, a once in a lifetime athlete in their sport but then just could never get over the hump and never get around it for me that feels a little more tragic but if we're talking unlucky i would go with romo because he's got those those definitive moments that were the ball was all you just do is hold the snap goes up and they're on their way but he he muffs it and and that's ball game okay well here but i'm i'm going marino Okay. Everything you said. You, you talked <laughs> me. I talked you into it after I talked myself <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah. Ask your uh, advice. I'm going Marino. Yeah. Uh, and here, here's my new drinking game for all you Mabbers out there. Uh, anytime that most awesome can't remember an exact stat, you take a drink. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna get too messed up. You're not gonna right. get too messed up. I'm just saying it's it's a safe drinking game because it comes so rarely when you kind of reach for that. What is the like his touchdown record? You couldn't remember. Yes, also, okay, exactly. so, so the big thing, and I'll wrap up on this, and we'll move on super quick because I know we're up against it for this segment. We got a hard out. All the time now. Yeah, we're using <laughs> it really naturally. Because um, it doesn't translate well, right? Like, it's going to get harder and harder to let people know how good Marino was, how good. I think it's tougher in the NBA if you don't have that championship. So it's just yeah. like, you know, Carl Malone, like Charles Barkley, well, how good could they have been? They didn't win a championship. And it's right. kind of really hard for that, that kind of dominance to, like, like still translate and for you to conceive it without just like oh there's no championships then automatically you kind of get like your resume is docked right yeah you, you go to like a, you're a, a b-level player yep all right so so this is another one that's close to home for me my my number one 2015 michigan michigan state 10 seconds left in the game michigan's up 23 21 all you have to do is the punter just has to punt the ball <laughs> yeah. that's all he's got to do blake o'neill that's all you got to do is just punt the ball what's he do he muffs it. He muffs the snap. So instead of falling on it, Blake, because you'd be at like the 45-yard line, what does Blake try to do? He tries to do this weird spin kick thing Ooh. and Ooh. kicks it, basically squibs it right into uh, Michigan State player uh, Jalen, I think, Watts Jackson or Jackson Watts or something like that. So then uh, drink, everyone. And then so, <laughs> <laughs> and then so what does he do? He scoops it up, scores. It leads to the classic Michigan fan who's like, like just walking, uh, like yeah. what is going on, and that was my one of my most unlucky moments because I literally everyone was like, "It's ball game." Michigan's like, "We're back, Harbaugh's back, we're beating State," and yeah. we could get away from it. Little known fact on that too: that kid that scooped it up from from Michigan State when he landed, he broke his hip in that play. So when you see everyone jumping on top of him, he fractured his hip and was out for the rest of the season. And Ooh. it was like, yeah, so so that'll teach you. It's got a little bad beat and a bad break in that same moment. So that's why mm-hmm. I went with my 1A. Plus, it's close to my heart in Michigan football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, I finished off with you know something that we've brought up on this podcast before. Uh, it's just like it still needs to be mentioned. So obviously, it can't be the city of Cleveland uh, just with right. due to LeBron James. But it is the position of quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. That is just like I don't know if you need to hang like a horseshoe over whatever locker the quarterback gets if you just need sure. to do like some sort of rabbit's foot in like your jersey pants but you know they went through or maybe uh, the little... quarterback just needs to change his name to Mabfield. i don't know it could be the lucky thing I'm hey, not sure bring it oh bring it. man i love this could this could be our year in review when we really kind of broke the streak and yeah good things yeah. happen to what we talk about uh, come on been... bakes 
24 total quarterbacks who have started mm. at that position for the Cleveland Browns since Eli Manning yeah. for, started his streak, which obviously ended last year. But. So you want, a, you want a couple consolation things? <laughs> always, brother. Always. always. Hit me with it. So I got, obviously, the, the, the quintessential one that has been played for many, many years for the Red Sox, Bill Buckner, booting at first bait, booting at slow roller through his legs. That's a bad, yep. unlucky moment. Yep. And then I got uh, the Madden curse. We didn't talk about that. Oh shit! That's the, the, good. The cover curse, right? That's so, really that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one, brother. Good pull. Yeah. Good pull. Sh- that was that was worth the constellation time. Yeah, Thank there you, you go. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right, let's fly over to the inbox. Uh, yeah. We got a couple members that shot into us, um, and again, you can always reach us at it may be sports podcast at gmail That's sports plural. Uh, some things you should be sending there. Our contest is still going to get on air with us and talk the AFC West futures which we're saving for our loyal fan base of chief listeners. Sure. And also hit us up with that Mabby hour, which there you is, go. you know, keep it fucking happy hour. If you can, we're not made of money. This podcast yeah. is not rich yet, but uh, <laughs> we, we love you getting subscribers and send us a little snap of a new subscriber you got. And then we will buy that round of drinks. There uh, you okay. Go. So we got uh, this uh, member walks in. They want to thank Bing for prompting the gambling 101 rundown. We did uh, keep it up. Most awesome and brand new podcast. Uh, could you guys start talking about how to be thinking about looking at prepping for fantasy football? What FF preparations can I start now while anxiously awaiting NFL to start? Congratulations mm. on 12 episodes, each one better than the last. There you go. Well, I can't tell them this out of the gate. If there's anybody that's going through the training and waiting for the NFL season to start, it's this fucking podcast. Like, if we can stretch, especially when the NBA finals are over, man. If yeah, yeah, we're really getting our reps in. If we can, if we can do these, like we'll be, right. be primed and ready to go come NFL kickoff. Yeah, we might revisit this email like come sometime in July, <laughs> just like uh. when, when when we start just re- rereading every email we receive right. just to get more content. Right. Absolutely. Uh, can Can I jump on this one, brother? I have some ideas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love um, it. Let's hear it. So I would prep, uh, obviously, kind of look to see, I, like, the, the mock auctions are awesome, and you can ju- or the, just kind of the mock drafts. You can jump on and do those right now, uh, study your top 200. I think the big thing that happens, and it happens to me, I don't know if it happens to you most, Austin, but uh, just keeping up to date on everything that's going on. Like, I think a right. great example is Ingram being suspended, which obviously raises the value of Kamara. Not that Kamara's value wasn't already high, but it even right. takes a big step up. And it's, you know, there has been a lot of roster moves that even for myself, Brandana, who's a huge NFL fan, that just kind of like falls. Like, I didn't know Jordy Nelson got signed. You know, like little stuff just kind of right. falls through the crack. And you're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to study. I'm going to study. And then it runs around. And it's just like, oh, I didn't realize like, you know, Martellus Bryant was suspended for four games. Or like some, some douchebag will always make that mistake and then like bitch to the league. And it's like you kind of you get what you deserve. But I, I right. think... I think cramming for a draft kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it. So just kind of keeping your ear to the ground on, you know, players you like, why you like them, getting familiar with the rosters. I even like looking at schedules, you know. I, I think it's underestimated sometimes. We'll see like a, like a Steelers schedule that are playing a lot of weak secondaries. And it's like, you know, maybe, right. maybe that's, that's where I take a flyer in a WR too. So it's, right. I, I know that's maybe like a, like a no shit comment, but just, uh, you know, any news that you can kind of log away and memorize now is just going to make you a, a stronger drafter. Right. Yeah. And I, I would say the schedule, like it's, it's hard, especially right now to forecast, even though we're talking about over unders right now, it's really hard to forecast. So 
the schedule thing I would look at, they say like defense is really the 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 strengths of these defenses really kind of come into that fruition in that first four games, four to five games. So like the top ten defenses in that after that those first five weeks of the NFL season, usually by and large stay the kind of the same. So that's where you can really look at the back half of your season to see, well, who am I playing? It is a little tougher earlier on, but like you said, you're starting to just kind of get a sense of who am I like and who am I feeling out. And that's really what this Maver is asking is like, where do I start my prep? So it's a good thought. I, I had I, I really drilled down on just to what you were saying about some of the free agency changes. And uh, that's obviously a great thing. So like what what I like to look at is is now depending on the size of your league, if you're a ten or twelve team league, you're really like from a quarterback, unless you're like a two quarterback league, you're really looking at just basically the top third of quarterbacks anyways that are just gonna be on your roster or rostered by other so you're gonna have a pretty pretty deep quarterback pool. So what I would look then is to see like for example, a Kirk Cousins going to the Minnesota Vikings, what I'd start let's to go read Vikes. let's go Vikes. I'm keeping it home base for you, Brandana. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. What what I'd look at is is okay, what sort of like reports or news am I getting about him developing chemistry with say like a Laquan Treadwell or or you know one other maybe rookie wide receiver that's that they drafted or something like that, right? So really yeah. and that'll give you an idea. So maybe there's a little deep mid round sleeper that I can kind of tuck and stash away because i'm reading during otas that hey they're developing a rhythm um the other thing that you want to start thinking about is injuries because injuries are coming we had a a big fantasy football injury this week hunter henry for the 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 los angeles chargers i have to slow down to say that right so that injury is going to have a trickle down effect because they they didn't sign antonio gates now what does that mean do they sign antonio gates so that's stuff that you want to monitor are they Bringing in a new tight end, those are things to kind of think. Who's going to be that tight end one that you can kind of catch at the late end of the draft, right? Because the top players are going to stay the top players by and large. But it's those mid to bottom rounds where you you make that value up, where, where fantasy drafts are won, right? Yeah. Man, I'm so fucking excited. I know. And then the other Man, thing that I would just, say. That just got me jet. Is this the first time we're talking about fantasy football on this podcast? I think so. Don't, yeah, 13 episodes in. Yeah, don't worry about it, guys. There's going to be... A plenty. Yes. Oh, we're gonna talk the shit out of. <laughs> um, one thing they also want to take a take a peek at is coaching changes. Right. That's another thing because that means systems are changing. We're gonna talk about the Cardinals later on for our NFC uh, NFC West uh, predictions. But like mm-hmm. they have a new head coach, the defensive coordinator out of uh, Carolina, which means they also have a new offensive coordinator. So it's not the same Bruce Arians offense that was before. So you want to make sure, like, philosophically, what does Mike McCoy do? And he was the head coach of the the Chargers back when they were in San Diego. What does Mike McCoy do differently? What are what are his strengths? What does he like to do? Like when, for example, when the Lions hired uh, Jim Caldwell, he was a passing guy. He wasn't a running guy. So guess what? Why don't we have a 1,000-yard rusher for however many years? Well, that's not part of his philosophy base. So let's take a look at that. And then obviously if you're looking at those running backs, start looking at offensive lines, seeing about injuries, you know, go on some different resources and see who's got a, a good, strong offensive line. You know, the Steelers traditionally always have a really strong offensive line, so keep up, make sure that there's no injuries that you're not expecting. That's going to trickle down effects on quarterbacks, receivers, everything like that. So start kind of pe- keeping in mind and those sorts of things, and that will just kind of help you – formulate your plan of action when you get closer to the draft that's perfect so uh yes the advice uh you have the time right now take advantage of it listener uh do kind of your deep dive plenty of stuff to research out there 
Uh, great thoughts, most awesome. All right, jump yeah. to the next one. Um, this Mabber writes in, I recently asked about the possibility of another sport uh, taking over NFL. Most awesome agreed its NFL is a little saturated and overexposed. Will the new XFL and Alliance of American Football, horrible name, be good or bad for the sport? Brandana, when are you going to give a rundown of the sports arenas that you visited and why they sucked or were most awesome? Uh, okay, Beautiful. you, you want to fire? You want to fire stuff off? What are you thinking? So, uh, you know, yes, the NFL is a little oversaturated, and, and and as we were talking off pod, the NFL is definitely have some. You know, they're going through some 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 crises, issues. some some issues, yes. some issues, some some, issues. Some, some credibility concerns, and and yeah, it's it's definitely tearing at the fabric of the strength of the NFL. So. The XFL, the USFL before that, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of leagues that have out there. And, and it wasn't until the AFL merged with the NFL that we had really kind of an upstart league. Same thing if you look back to the NBA with the ABA, they kind of had this upstart. That's where we got the red and white ball from the ABA. We got some of the three-point lines and the, the kind of freewheeling and fun side of things. So do I see something t- taking away from market share of the NFL? I, I don't know. I think it's, I don't want to say it's too big to fail, but I just, I, I, I'm, I'd be hard pressed to see this I, a multi-billion dollar industry kind of their heels taken or their knees taken out from them, you know, by some upstart league. The product isn't there. The product has to be there and, and it's just not going to be the same as the NFL. Yeah, so their product has to be, and that's what we're talking about, is you know, the, the best at their game doing the game that we like to watch. Like The only right. way I really see it pro- is a problem is if those contracts can get high enough right now where they start rivaling an NFL contract, which yeah. obviously I think would ha- be hard to be when like not only the biggest fish in town in the football game, but the biggest fish in town in probably all of fucking entertainment is the NFL. So <laughs> they're going to be like, so right now it might as well be equivalent to, you know, the CFL. While I think it would be, you know, fun to see some of these guys like Johnny Menzel or whatever that were kind of big personalities that kind of washed out or whatever go to kind of get their second chance and maybe watch that a little bit. That's why uh, I'm not really worried about the XFL and I don't even, I think that's going to be just their track record last time is going to be a little bit more gimmicky. Right, and, it's, and if they try not to go gimmicky, then I think they're going to be fighting against what they do well and what they know, which is just, and then it's not, it's not going to be good. I am interested in this Alliance Football League. I did look up, and it's going to, it's going to start in 2019, and it's going to run in those 12 weeks of the off season of the NFL. It's going to start like February 9th, right after that. Sure. Uh, right after the Super Bowl, and it's going to run until like uh, early August or whatever. So right. that. <laughs> that's it. That's interesting to me because here's what I see. Like my, uh, and I'll finish real quick on this. My, so my thoughts with these two things are that could be a great place to uh, number one showcase talent that's trying to get back into the. Like it could be a little bit of the G League for basketball. I just right. kind of wonder how the NFL is going to handle that contract. But it would be interesting to me to see like you know a running back or a receiver or maybe even a quarterback like a. Uh, pulling him out of my ass now, but I, I don't know. Like maybe it would be like a Case Keenum if he ends up not getting the starting job anymore like going over and just like fuck it i'm gonna prove myself in the alliance football league or at least get paid a little bit right and be able to start and play like like it does seem like a place where you could showcase your talent and i think you will get that viewership because i don't think the nfl is oversaturated on talent because i do think they get some of the best of the best athletes right now i just right. i think they're a little 
overexposed and some of the other issues. And we're not fucking afraid to talk about people. We're talking about owners and just like kneeling for the national anthems. We know what the fuck we're talking about. We just don't get right. into it on the MAB Sports Podcast. It's not our vibe. Right. Move yeah. on. Go, yeah, go to some not, shock job. Go, go yeah. look for the shouting heads. It's not what we do here. <laughs> but, right. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, you can't compete with the, the best athletes that's yeah, it. like it's ultimately it comes down to the to the product, right? You know what I mean? If the product isn't there, then we're not going to watch it. So the pro- the NFL yep. has the 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 corner, if you will, on the best product out there. So American Line, I actually think, but that's the thing. I was as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, let's think about like, well, the AFL or not the AFL, excuse me, the Arena Football League. They they've got this kind of gimmicky football. They haven't really kind of chipped away at anything. And I know the World Football League was kind of like a a G League esque for the NFL, but trying to get it overseas and try and branch out, you know, globally. Um, I just don't, I just don't see anything chipping away. And what ultimately I see is, is the only way it chips away at it is if the product sinks and athletes start going away. Yeah. Then I see other, I see the XFL and I see the alliance of american football whatever aaf whatever that's going to be i see them then all kind of being like you know the big three you have like ford you know gm and 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 you know the other the other things are just kind of all lined up there and all just kind of vying for the best talents and the other thing is is are you going to get owners with serious pocketbooks to try and go in there i I could see a group of like eight teams trying to get together like eight billionaires you know, because the the Panthers just sold for two point two billion dollars, I could see somebody who's kind of outside of the party trying to get in, and if they can create a small enough league, their their goal would be to to try and get absorbed by the NFL with expansion if they could create a marketplace for that. But I just yep. don't see I just don't see it today or or anytime soon them getting, you know, hurt by another league. Yeah, I, I don't think so. And that's, that's funny that you bring up because that was kind of my thought is, you know, competition and everything else is great. And it proves like a lot of shit like cars and whatever. But it's, you know, like there's no having competitive sports league is just something that for whatever reason. Well, it's not for whatever, not whatever reason. There's always going to be whatever the most successful one is. That's going to be the one that brings the biggest contracts. And that's where the top talent is going to go. And top right. talent is what you're watching. Right. That's right. Boom. And listening to and listening to. Dude, we fucking nailed that inbox. We there you go. We're Crushed nailing it. this fucking show so far. Congratulations. Who am I congratulating, bro? Us. The listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. The listeners. I'm going to cut that out. Cutting that out. I'm going to make a loud noise oh, right oh, here. Oh, wait. We're doing this for the <laughs> listeners, Brandana? Is that what this is? Okay. I thought we were just doing it for each other, bro. Who? Let's do a little bit of this. All right, MAMA parenting tips. Uh. Teamwork makes the dream work. What I mean, obviously, that is a great slogan to have. I think I had it like on the back of a T-shirt for like a, you know, third grade intramural like basketball team. What are we talking about when it comes to being a parent, MA? There you go. So it, it's it, it is what it's what I say it is, right? It's it's pretty straightforward. Teamwork makes the dream work. What I'm talking about is is us parents being teammates with each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I'm talking about is 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 with parenting, right? You kind of have to be on the same page. You got to have a good ideas to 
what our boundaries are and what our rules are and, and what our philosophies are. So before you even have the kid, get on the same fucking page, parents. So that means have conversations about what do you think about timeouts or what do you think about redirection or what kind of parenting philosophy or do we want to have screen time with iPads or not? You know, get on the same page, right? The other thing is, is don't sell your partner out. And what I mean by that is, is when your partner, your spouse is disciplining the child, right? Let's say they said, look, guys, you know, that's it. No, no television tonight. You didn't eat your food or you didn't do X, Y, or Z. Don't come swooping in there and be like, it's not that big of a deal. Let her watch TV. You're undercutting yeah. in front of, especially in front of your kid, you're undercutting that parent's kind of rule and, and what they're setting down. So don't do that. If you mm-hmm. disagree with what they did, Pull that parent aside. Don't do it in front of the kids. Because guess what? If the kids start to see that enough, guess what they're going to do? They're going to try and exploit that. They're going to try and actually use that and pit one parent against the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to pull that parent aside and just say, hey, look, like I don't agree with that. I don't think it is. Or, or at least hear out what the motivations are behind the reason why they did what they did. Now, obviously, if they're screaming and yelling at the kid and you want them to stop, that's another story. But I'm just talking, you know basic everyday disciplining or anything like that. Um, the other thing is, is in, and this I think is a real big thing, is share the load. And what I mean by that is, is don't be that parent that's like, just wait till your father comes home. Or, I don't mm-hmm. know, talk to your mother. Mm-hmm. As parents, we have to share the load of the responsibility of not just being the fun parent, but also being the disciplinarian, right? I, yeah, I love that point right there. Like, how do you... Is there, I don't know if your kids are old enough or if it really happens, but can you kind of feel like an ebb and flow to like your kids sensing like which parent is the fun parent? And then as parents, you guys have that conversation like overcorrect it because it's an easy way for, you know, one of the parents like, you know, egos just to be like your feelings get hurt a little bit. Like nobody sure. wants to be like the bad guy in the parenting thing. So if like one is feeling kind of feeling like the bad guy, is there like a conversation like between the two of you? And it's just like, hey, maybe like it's like my idea that we go out for movie night one night or it's my idea like we all go to the skate. Is that something that kind of evens it out or? Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of, yeah, those are all great, great thoughts because the most important thing about it, and we talked a little bit in, in, in pods past is, is, the communication aspect of it. If you feel like you're sitting there, like I was, I'm being feel, or I always feel like I'm the ogre or the, the heavy when it comes to this stuff, you know, I don't, don't always put it on me. If you, you know, part of teamwork makes the dream work is, is choosing that partner. So make sure you have a, a real partner in the whole thing. So if they, if you can have that freedom to talk to them, talk to them, express your feelings and, and come at them, in a place where, you know, you're just trying to be fair to the situation. I'm just trying to express my feelings. This is how I feel. Have an honest dis- discussion. And if they have something to, to say back, be, uh, be open to listen to that. Right. So you guys can kind of correct t- together. But yeah, it's one of those things like, and if I was to go back to the point where I was talking about like, don't sell your parent out. So let's say they say, Oh yeah, I, I think it was overreacting and I, I shouldn't have taken movie night away or whatever. You, the other parent who called, who, who didn't, who disagreed with it, don't be that parent to then go save the day. Let the parent who made the decision be that person to go in there and say, look, you know, hey, I, I, when I, the reason why I made this decision was because of this, but I understand I didn't set proper expectations with you that you needed to clean your room to watch movies. So you still have to clean up your room, but we're going to watch a little bit of shows tonight or something like that, right? Some compromise middle. So the kid understands A equals A plus B equals C, right? And that's, that's the goal. Cause I, 
I clean my room, I do what I'm supposed to do, then I get to do the things that I want to do, and, and that's the end result. And if I don't, then there's the, the, the repercussions, if you will. So that's great. I think we talked a couple episodes about what would your advice be? Uh, just kind of, you know, sometimes you guys are honest with each other. Like it can be very vulnerable just being a parent. So yeah. behind closed doors, you can kind of have the conversation. What's a great way if maybe you can see your partner's kind of in it and they're just like, man, I feel like I'm being like a shitty parent or like came, came down too hard. What's like a little thing you can do like kind of in front of the kids or whatever to like show your support? Like, is there just kind of a little thing to just kind of like bolster up or just let them know like kind of a way to show like, hey, I'm in your corner or... You know, yeah, actually, speak louder than words. There. Yeah, no, I I think it's it's little shows, and we talked about it in in way. You know, when we talked about that 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 the love and affection, the moments that you create, don't cost anything. <clears throat> I think what you could do is is in those moments, and and we do it in our household all all the time. Is we'll be sitting there and having dinner, and we'll talk about our family, and like, isn't this great? Like, don't don't you have a great mommy? Like, your mommy loves you so much. That's cool. Your your daddy loves you so much. You know, we have such a wonderful family. Your sister's so funny. We have such a great time, and just really kind of, you know, showing that bond of the family, right? And and I think if you're trying to if you're the other person that has been, you know, the one that's trying to to bond the other the other parent to it and and bring them into the fold, doing little shows of that, like, look, you know, mommy made a great dinner tonight. Isn't don't we appreciate all the hard stuff that mommy does for us, and vice versa. And, and we do a lot of that. A, it, it feels good to to be that person to say that to the other person, right? Because you know what they get out of it. Mm-hmm. But B, it also just it just it's a more fun environment. It just it's nicer and it costs nothing. It is yeah. it is a it is just energy and time, and that's it. It costs nothing. You just have to be a little thoughtful and, and to do it. And and why wouldn't you want to do it? Your kids are, I mean, your kids are probably pretty awesome. So enjoy that, revel in it. And that was my point about sharing the load, because if you're always feeling like you're the person being the disciplinarian, you know, have that conversation. But conversely, if you don't, if you're afraid of, I don't want to be the bad guy. Just realize that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to have awesome moments with your kids. So when you have the the opportunity or the moment that you need to correct or to to discipline the child, don't shy away from it out of your fear from, I don't want to be labeled as the bad guy. Because there's going to be ample opportunities for you to create positive memories. And in fact, if you go and take those opportunities to be a, a parent and, and redirect or do the hard thing that you don't want to do, you're actually going to get more of a bond with your child than just always being, you know, fun Bobby, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome, brother. Cool, Teamwork man. makes the dream work that's right you guys are in this together you're in the trenches might as well play on the same team that's awesome good uh good tip most awesome thanks brother enough about these uh warm fuzzy feelings let's talk about some shitty fucking people on airplanes so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy <laughs> all right why are we talking this... about this brandon why don't we tell l- l- why don't we clue the listeners in as to why we're talking about all this, right let's, let's bring it a little bit the the segment that let's call it what it is everyone waits to watch most awesome and i step in the middle of the neapolitan ring what started out as exactly. a simple dessert and rankings of flavors has come to uh, just kind of the you know the the title card the title card we're yeah. getting into uh, and what I see we, you got a clipboard too. You got like you got like your official scoreboard. I do right here. Like, Let like, know. Like, look at that. Look at that. Got my stats ready. My stats. 
Uh, there's a little viral. Well, this has kind of went back and forth, and uh, most awesome and I have always kind of had conversations on this. We're both, uh, you know, we we both judge the public out loud <laughs> right. in, in our mind, in our minds, very unapologetically. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, there's been, um, you know, kind of things floating around about people losing their minds on airplanes, and it's always kind of like one of those, I don't know, probably since our birth or whatever, where the experience of what you're doing doesn't kind of line up with the way just the general public treats it. Right. And I think there's even been a bigger drop-off since probably your and mine's like first flight. I don't know how young you were when you flew. I was kind of old. Like, I, I mean, I was like 11, I think. But like just where it was then and just the fucking shit show it is right. now. Right. The cesspool of travel it's become. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, it, it like, and you're just with strangers in flight, which flight got to us way too fast. I don't know how we discovered that. Wright Brothers and everything. That should still right. be about 300 years in the future. But for whatever reason, we kind of have it now. So it's going on. And what we can't do is just get people to act like fucking human beings right. on the flight. So the different things. And then finally, um, there was a video uh, that was floating around uh, this last week of Neapolitan Showdown. Almost got a little ripped from the headline-esque, but about uh, just a, <laughs> a guy just... Whipping his dick out and pissing on the back. I, after, like, he had to be moved once, and it's just, like, it It sent me and most of us, and I was just like, we, we got to talk about this because I know we yeah. both have hot takes on it. So, yeah, yeah we're going to run through it's, it. It's just, it's just appalling. It's just <laughs> appalling. I mean, like, just hosing in the back of, a, of, the, of the seat. I mean, it's just, what the what the I fuck, mean, like, man? also, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, not to step on our lead or anything. And I know that recently there that was that article about the girl, like, with the the feces and like throwing it. And I mean, that stuff happens. But I feel like whenever there's just like uh, people losing their fucking minds, it happens to be on this fucking tube, oh, right? The Tim, the Tim Hortons <laughs> lady, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, take take that away. But it's usually just right. in, like there's something that makes people insane and entitled and just right. like. Not take it seriously because, you know, you got a sweet deer on Frontier Airlines and you can go from fucking like Oklahoma City to like, you know, Phoenix for $120 so you can just put on your PJs and board the plane. Oh, that even um, that, that even just reminded me of a of a person because what we're going to talk about today is, is the worst per- person or worst people on airplanes and just yep. you just talking about that just reminded me of a whole another person <laughs> to even I talk know. about here. This I, is I, like. The point score is going to be interesting because I also I have a lightning round for us also. So this is going to be this is going to be an interesting score. Ooh, oh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. So do you, so well well you won last time. I did because you score the games. So you won last. <laughs> you don't have time. to. You don't have to fuck remind them. They know I score the games. You want to oh, throw it on? You, you want to? You want to throw in it's arbitrary also? Just throw in it's arbitrary. arbitrary. Well, I'm not saying it's arbitrary. I'll use your words that it's arbitrary. But you score it. We have new listeners every day, Brandana. You don't know if they know how this gets scored. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. You you, you, you won last week. You take the ball out. Okay. I'll I'll take the ball out. Uh, I'm going to start off with... Mm, I'm going to go with my easy number three. This should definitely be worth points. Uh, the motherfucker that takes his shoes off or her. <laughs> where, where else? Where else does that fucking happen? Like I don't like I've never been like out at a restaurant or at a bar or like well, here, a bowl a bowling alley to put on your rented shoes. But there's right. you just don't stroll around in your socks. Right. Yeah. It's you know here's the sad thing is is it's it is starting to like spill out into like the gate area. Pretty soon it will be at the restaurant. I I. I, yeah. I 
Trust me on this. Actually, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll debate you, most awesome. I'm going an opposite way of restaurants. I think it's a little primitive that we still eat in front of each other. I think it's sooner that we get private rooms to eat in. Eating's disgusting. <laughs> but that's for another pod. Okay, that's for a whole other pod. Oh, real quick, I forgot to ask you. Uh, are yeah. you uh, are you a window guy or an aisle guy? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So so that's a good one. I like the shoes guy one. You could have mm-hmm. because the the shoe guy who takes his shoes off also puts their feet everywhere right like they're everywhere. unabashed they're, they don't tuck their feet like underneath in front of their chair they're out on the side they're crawled up they bring the leg up it I'm is foul okay yeah. so i'm with you on this so so i'm gonna go with my number three and oh by the way so just so you know how i looked at it is is these are these are people that are on cross-country flights right this is how I judged them. These are how I created this cross-country flight. So you're stuck in them for four to five hours. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing New York to LA. New York, New to, LA. York to LA. Okay, right. Okay, I, you know, <laughs> not that and I we, could tolerate this guy on a shorter flight, but correct. right, yeah. right. But yes, but yes, but you could you could tolerate it for for a puddle jumper, I think. So here's what I got. I got aggressive armrest elbow guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that mother. Uh, what do you do? Do you get passive aggressive, or do you just kind of alpha dog him and just be like, get your fuck? Because you don't look like an easy dude to just kind of like give me some of that armrest. But sometimes somebody will get there and try to lay it down super early, and you just kind of have to fucking chuck that motherfucker to let him know it's just like this is not right. the end of this. First story. off, everyone there is a code, right? Everyone gets an armrest, right? So I can I share think middle. Middle seat gets both, right? Middle middle seat should get both. That's the thing. Yeah. You you get stuck in the middle seat, you get both. <laughs> yeah, but. If you know, so so everyone should get filed in there. But if I'm on the middle and some guy just bolts it out there, yeah, there is a guy who drops the hammer quick and kind of like locks it in. Yep. And then, or if you're sitting there, you're in the middle seat and you put your elbows in. The other guy, the aggressive elbow guy, will either yeah. come over top of yours, like do the frontsies Whoa. or the back. That's never happened like, to you. Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, here it is. Here's really? it. So when you talked about it, I don't. So I haven't. You know, can you imagine just like in the middle of the summer, just four, forearm to forearm? You think someone would get uncomfortable and move? Not no. this podcast. <laughs> no, it's, it's like a fucking, no, it's uh-uh. a staring contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we're, 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 just, we're just off and running. Uh, you, you know, okay, so here's the thing also. In that middle seat, you can, if in the middle seat you rest to the right side, that window person can take that left one. But once you return, like, they got to sense it and they got to they gotta yes. take off. Like, yeah, gotta, there's a tacit the agreement that they understand that that's there. But those people, sometimes they lock in and they don't want to let it, let it go. So okay. uh, how, do you score, how do you score that my, round? Mine's pretty home run. I'm giving 10. Uh, your armrest thing is like a real true rule of travel. Uh, I'm going to go 9. Ooh, I did get myself one. Right. Mine's kind of disgusting. Yours is just kind of a power struggle. Yes, exactly. Right. Which right, is uh, flight. Which is flight. All you know. The whole thing is a power struggle when you go into into the air. Right. I mean, yes. with everyone around you. Uh, I wrote down Chatty McChattersons. <laughs> is that on your list? It is. Well, I have so many on my list, but so here's the thing. So I was talking with Doctor Mrs. The Commish. This is on her list because uh, I was yeah. talking to see what hers is. I don't have a problem with that because I have no problem shutting someone out real quickly. <laughs> Well, I try to do like this. All- okay, so here's the problem. If you're going to be next to him the entire time, like you can't be like kind of cold-hearted and just like sh- like cut to the quick. Be like, do you have a fucking problem? Like, obviously, right. oh, I'm not that guy. Like, when, when I stack the, well, it's not the problem, but it's like when I have the earbuds in with the, or like I have like usually I walk in with like either the earbuds are in or I have a movie playing specifically to avoid that. And when they like tap you on the shoulder like the third time, and I give them the look, you can't see me, people, but most awesome you describe what you're yeah, seeing, yeah. and just like I give them the wide eyes, like. Yeah, but like why you're, like, you're having me, me? Why are you having me? To, is the plane better be on fire? Right, better be right. the only thing you're telling me right now. 
So it's just like, yeah, that, and it's just like, it not only does it not make the flight go faster, it, like, now you can't even look over there because you're afraid if you catch, like, and I'm sure, like, women probably have it worse, but it's, it's, this is what I said to her. I was like, I think you get it worse because I'm sure. You know, guys or women want to chat you up. Yeah, but there is it's like, oh, we're we're on a we're on a date together. It's like, no, you're just fucking 31 E. I'm 31 D. Like, we're right. not like, <laughs> I we, didn't meet we, you here. We registered Tinder. at the same time. That's why we got these seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it's like, it's I love the guy that's like, so what are you here for? Business or pleasure? And you're like, oh, uh, yeah. And then you're like, God. oh, here we go, off God. and running. What do you got, that's, brother? That's a good one. I, I, I had them. In, so what I have is, just going back to the parenting tip, I've got the parent who's checked out while the kid behind you just kicks the shit out of your seat. I, th- I thought I, I, like, I like the kick one. So uh, there was, and I'm going to eliminate this from our lightning round, um, I'm going to do the uh, family with young kids. Because I, I don't like, uh, like may, maybe, you know, uh, business partner like recently had a kid there's more kind of kids around me like you got to travel yeah. with kids sometimes like that's you little, just have to do and some, it and sometimes they're not going to want to fly and they're like the little human beings they're not getting it down but i think you make a great distinction on like you have to kind of have a set of rules and let them know like this is kind of thing and we got to behave on this yeah and it's not and then when and i want to be clear to those that are listening it's not the people that fly with kids it's yeah. the checked out parents that then sit down, go into their book or their iPad or whatever, and then the kid is just kind of like freewheeling, just kicking the crap and pulling on the seat and doing all this stuff. Like, check your kid. Check your kid. Especially yep. if they're yanking on the seat behind you or, or, or freaking out and yelling for no good, good goddamn reason. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give me, uh, I'm gonna give me a, a sixer on that. Oh, and I'm going to get a bonus point since it was on uh, Dr. Mrs. Commish list. So that there you go. to okay. a seven. Uh, I am going to give you an eight. I'm going to score you one above me just because, like, that kick can make you lose your fucking mind. But you right. can't, like, you can't beat up, like, a middle schooler. So, like, right. you're gonna, like, do you talk to the parent and you're just like, hey, get the, like, do you stink eye the parent? Do you stink eye the kid? Are there enough stink eyes to go around? Well, yeah, the stink eye that you threw to the over talkative guy, you got to ratchet that up, throw it over the seed. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, like, <laughs> make it, like, Ocular like daggers a, enough that they can <laughs> feel it through their iPad. Your sink guy's like a frag grenade. You just got to throw <laughs> it over the back of the seat and cover your face. It's, uh, it right. is neck and Here neck. Here we go. Here we go. I, I, so, so I got my number one. I got my number one. Okay. And here is my number one. Because we can't avoid them, I'm going with flight attendants. You, you mm. heard it first. Flight attendants are the worst people. You talk about power okay. struggle on an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> it's sure, all power sure. struggle, brother. Sure. First off, they are not helpful. They're no, they, not they helpful. are not. They're not. They're, they're not. not helpful. They, 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 they treat you like, uh, I don't know, you ever had like that, uh, like that aunt or uncle or family friend when you were a kid and they weren't in the mood to babysit, but for whatever reason, like your parents had an emergency and you were just like thrown on their fucking doorstep and they just right. like throw like a pack of peanuts at you and just kind of like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just have you stare out a window. It's right. like, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they ask you if you want something to drink. You say can of Coke. They open the Coke, pour half a Coke to you and give it to little Brandana. That's, yep. I mean, that's what it is. Yep. They, 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 are, they, are unin- they are uninformed about what's going on with the flight in terms of departing, landing, connections any of that stuff like i i literally like had a a 
a flight attendant basically roll her eyes at me when I asked if we're going to have enough time to to make it from our international flight to our connection in Houston. And she was like, well, it's an hour and a half. And I was like, well, what, is, what I don't know what that means. Like, am yeah. I going to, based on your experience, you know. And she was like, well, they wouldn't schedule it if it wasn't enough time. And I was yep. like, well, that that that's not what I'm here for. If I can do it, I like to sit in the aisle because I like to stretch the, the legs out. You know, I'm, oh, yeah, we didn't I'm get six to that. foot here. Uh, so I'm, I'm an aisle guy. We'll get to the lightning list. But uh, number one, if I use the bathroom, like, I'm just weird. I don't want to inconvenience, like, two people and have to fucking crawl exactly. over them. And, then, and I like, don't sleep on a flight anyway, so I'm not I'm not Exactly. I don't up. ever fall asleep on the flight. So I just like to be right there in the aisle, get out. And I like your 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 pro hack of being able to stretch that right leg out just yep. in the aisle when the car yep. comes by. Because I'm, 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 six, I'm six foot, or as Lynn, the in-home healthcare nurse measure me, six one. So I got, I'm a tall glass of water. I got to stretch the legs out. <laughs> I mean, we got to have people choose sides. Like, I email in, uh, it's most awesome, and Brandana going on a cross-crunchy flight. uh, Like, who ends up with the aisle seat up in the air? But this is why we're pod partners. We're two aisles. I know. Two aisles. It it could be the aisles, just the opposite aisles. The complimentary aisles. Oh, the the good talk over, the pass over. Way way to put the positive spin on it. Yes. Uh, Okay, so flight attendant. Oh, man, you're right. Like, I always feel guilty, like, ordering that second drink or whatever or hitting in that. (laughs) There's also, like... No one knows how much power they have. Like, they're just like, you can't use the bathroom yet. And I'm just like, well, what if I really have to? They're just like, well, you can't. I'm just like, what if I got out of this seat right now? And they're just right. like, well, I mean. And eventually you break them down. They're just like, well, it's your decision. It's like, that's all I had to hear. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to the bathroom. So I actually had a flight attendant tell me that, because this was when I was actually traveling with a dog. Our, our dog back when we lived in L.A., Phoebe, was whining a whole bunch because they made me it, this is when the, the, the rules were a lot more lax on airplanes mm. traveling with pets. So I had her head out of the the carrier, mm. and they were like, you have to put that dog's head inside the carrier. So I stuffed the, her head in the carrier. She proceeded to whine like crazy. Mm. But up until that moment, I was like, look, you don't know what you're doing. Like, just let her have her head out. It's fine. And the woman said, if you don't do it, when we land, I'm going to have airport security take you off of the plane. I was like, come on, lady, just for the dog sticking its head out of the thing. It's just like this over this like huge power grab. And yeah, then, then five minutes later, she comes back to me after the dog's like freaking everybody out. It's like, what are you head up? Yeah, exactly. So then she's like, take its head out. I was like, all right, okay, fine. Okay. Uh, you have flight attendant. I had, um, scarfing down a cheeseburger. I got like these people that bring the fucking, like that food to go, that hot, like tacos or whatever food I love in any other atmosphere, except right. for something that's going to be sealed shut for the next six fucking hours and I'm next to you. Like, that is pre-packaged food only. Like, I right. want you opening Gardettos. Gardettos might be pushing a little bit. I want, yeah. I want to see pretzels. I want to see, like, fruit tray. What I don't want to see is the fucking number six from Burger King, like, opening right. up and just seeing, like, the special sauce, like, dripping down your forearm. Aroma-less food. We don't want aromas flying through with recirculated air. Well, what's weird is, like, they always don't have, like, a... There should be, like, a, like a Quasimodo, like, kind of just, like, underneath the jacket or something. But they're just uh-huh. eating, eating like they're, like... Like, they were just served it. Like, it was airplane food. It's, it's yeah. gross. And a lot of times when you get the real, like, aromatic stuff, you're like, where do you get Pad Thai from? I don't know where you get that in the airport. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly, like, where exactly. can you get this food from? Like, yeah. like, I don't know. They serve lobster tails here. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, did you bring with, that from a home? <laughs> yes. Loaded with garlic and goat cheese? You're the <laughs> fucking worst person ever. Right. Okay, uh, I like that, but I don't know if it's as strong as flight attendants there. Okay, so I'm going to give I'm going to give that a solid eight. I'm giving flight attendant an eleven. You brought up a good point. It wasn't on my list or anywhere in my radar. That puts you up by a 
plus three. That's going to be a smooth 28 to my 25. Boom! Uh, That's a, a great thing. They can really ruin uh, a fight. So I'm going to do lightning round right now. Okay. Uh, we're up against it, but I did print these out, and I don't want to waste the paper printed. What I'm basically going to, I'm going to list something out. Uh, we're going to say if it bothers us, if it doesn't bother us. If we disagree on if it bothers one, it doesn't bother the other, you have like just like one sentence to like say why it does. Sure. And then I'll score real fast. Fair enough? I like it. I like it. Okay, we'll stop from the. Uh... Lightning Drive doesn't roll into the showdown. I still won. It sounds like it is a warlock. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Right. We'll figure okay. it out. Right. The Nervous Flyer? The Nervous Flyer. Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't bother I mean, me. I, I, I kind of like that. I don't mind. Like, if someone's just like, I get kind of nervous, it's just kind of a nice time to be like a good human being, just being like, sure. there's nothing to worry about. Like, you can be kind of just kind of the confident leader. And But if they keep it to themselves, like, if they're just stuck up in their heads, but if they're like the person yeah. that if the second a little turbulence hits, they're like, ah, you yeah. know. I, that's gonna get old real quick. That's gonna bother. Oh me. yeah, especially for the Bill Burr thing. Like if a grown man is kind of oh, making these sounds, it's just like <laughs> get it together, bro. Right, right. Uh, overhead compartment hog. Oh, that really pisses me off. Yeah, because I don't like it when you throw your shit over my shit, like over my seat. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I get it. There's the, but it's it's gone crazy with everyone trying to not check their bags. Yeah, it does make sense. Like, I for whatever reason, I feel like when they did design the planes that are flying now, they counted the number of people and how many space has come up. And now it feels like the last fucking third of the people that get on the airplane, they're just like, oh, there's no room left. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I kind of feel like, like, look, I bought the seat, the the space above it, that's my seat too. Like, I consider yeah. that all part of my seat. I kind of like to check a bag. I like not yeah. having to drag it around with me in the airport. I like showing up and it's just like, boom, it's there. Yeah, yeah. And like usually they're pretty good about it. Uh, immune to the rule of turning off the electronics device devices guy. Uh, so keeps his phone on for as long as he wants. Yeah, that's that's a little uh, I, I, uh, oh, man looking in the mirror here. I'll keep <laughs> right. on the phone as long as I fucking need to. Right. I've seen I've seen a guy on a just on a quick flight from South Bend to Chicago typing emails the whole way time. And I was like, I left the balls on this guy. But I was well, like, I was oddly like jealous of him. And I was like, how right. much business does he have to do? <laughs> yeah. Grunting and sign person. Hmm. Nah. I think that's what you're kind of talking about. Like in the head. Uh, definitely. That's uh, spread all over the plane family. That did ask me about like the guy that refuses to change seat. Have you ever not been sitting next to your wife? And then you're like, Hey, can we switch? And he's got to be a fucking like cock about it. Yes. I've had this. I have it. On I've my had list. it happen. Oh yeah. I've it was had- on my, it was on my, constellation bracket yeah it was on mine too so i had the instance where i asked the guy we were we were as my wife and i were flying and i was she was like seven rows back and i was like hey could would you mind switching seats because he was i was in the aisle equivalent uh and he was like no and i was like really he was like no i was like you're not gonna switch i was like it's just back there he's like no i was like oh i i i forgot because this part of the plane lands 45 minutes earlier than the back half of the plane did you say that out loud yeah, oh yeah. I said it to him and he was just like, I was like, all right. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. So I had to like figure out a way to like, and then someone like offered to take their seat and we had to play this uh, like, yeah. you know, like three card Monty of exactly, people. Yeah. Had, had yeah. the exact same thing happen. Like we had like went to get a flight. Uh, it, was, it was my girlfriend and we went to get a flight and they had, uh, they didn't have it for us or got like a flight got delayed. And then anyway, like we got put on just like first class on like the next flight out, which was like, uh, a day and a half later. But sure. anyway, like I get to see behind her and she's right in front of me. And I asked the guy next to me, I was just like, Hey, can you switch my girl? And I'm trying to figure out. And he's just like, no. Yeah. And he's like sitting next to me and I'm like trying to stink. I am. He's just like, I, I like, I like to look out the window. And then like he immediately puts on like his gaming device and then like falls asleep for the rest of the flight. 
Oh. And then, like, he did this thing where we were, like, trying to get off the flight, which is another person. He was just like, let's go. <laughs> and I turned around. I looked him right in the eye. I was like, we're not doing that, motherfucker. Oh, and just, like, oh didn't God. hear from Like, I was, I was pissed the entire fuck. It's like, what a... Yeah, fuck. people... So, yeah, the refuse, the refuse to switch seat guy is could be probably the worst. Although, it doesn't happen as frequent as the other ones. That's why I had it on my consolation bracket. Yep. Here's the one thing that I, I thought about when we were talking about it early. The freaks out and complains about their connections. Like when the when the initial flight gets like so before you're even on the flight, when they lose their shit about the plane being delayed and worried about their connection flight and like they're screaming at the gate agents like, What am I gonna do? Like yeah. look, sorry, there's mechanical problems with the plane. Like I we had somebody yeah. do that, like freaking out on the gate agents, and it's like, look, man, it just is there, what it there's is. That, like there's just that people in public that just don't realize it's like I get even if you can't get above that, like you're not like the world doesn't revolve around you. Right. But when you like you don't have just kind of the kind of like knowing what's going on around you to realize the person that you're yelling at has absolutely no fucking control whatsoever at making whatever reality you want to happen happen. Right. Like right. you hollering at them about like your connection like doesn't make the pilot fly the plane fast faster. Right. It doesn't like delay the other one. Doesn't make the mechanics work any harder. Like they don't care about your seventieth. 70th- Family reunion, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're trying to make the plane safe. Here's here's the one last guy that I have. I don't know if you have him on there. The right. the green light fart guy, the guy who's constantly farting like the bachelor party, and they're all like farting, and you just every like thirty minutes you get like a hot stink of something coming your way. Like like, like are they kind of like bragging about it or it's just like kind of no 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 sunk? they're just they're just you're just like sitting next to them, like oh I can't tell if it's coming from me disgusting. or from yeah I fucking hate flying so much. Everybody with their <laughs> fucking pajamas on. Oh my god, I don't. Oh I know. He's less fucking people flying. Uh, good segment. Okay, it's official. You won that one. Congratulations, Boom. brother. There you the go. Flight, flight attendant, great wild card. Do your dance. We all see there you dance. Like, well, that's the thing is, is we keep going back and forth. It's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting moment when one of us wins back-to-back Neo, Neapolitan challenges here. That's true, and I'm not even intentionally doing it. You just that, that flight attendant, I had you dominate, especially when your wife had jumped on my side for one of the things. Oh, but, yeah, you thought, me uh, had, you thought you had me up against the ropes, didn't you? I did, I did. I did have you up against the ropes, and I fucking <laughs> let him off the hook. If you want to crown him, crown his ass. It's a little <laughs> Denny Green right there, a little Denny Green. Uh, there you go. Should, should we try try to make the gambling corner happen? Let's let's do it. I know let's jump in there. Let's jump in there. We, we know what our pot is. Let's dive yeah. in. Um, bring me that jam. So we're talking uh, Gambling Corner. We're doing our eight-part series on NFL futures. This is part two of eight. Uh, Last time we did the AFC North. Uh, Big fan of that. Found a couple couple big gaps where I was excited to get money in. Um, Sure. I I know I think the big one I'm looking at right now is definitely taking the under on that Ravens win total. Yeah, uh, but listen, this is an interesting division. Uh, what, what's kind of your first thoughts of just things being sh- like kind of shaken up in this division and what's happening? Right. So we've got the the NFC West here, and yeah. just looking at it from the over under perspective, this tells me that what I'm looking at that Vegas really doesn't know what to make of this division, <laughs> right? Well, which I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it be totally wild? Like we we had a. Overperforming might be strong, but definitely a Los Angeles Rams team that got up to speed a lot quicker than we expected. I mean, it definitely right. looked like a young team that was going to make things happen, but 
we got an Arizona Cardinal teams that always been kind of a, a middle to top tier favorite that just kind of lost all its pieces and the wheels kind of fell off. We have, um, you know, a, a damn near like dynasty adjacent, probably like Seattle Seahawks squad that right. is kind of aging out of who they were. That's kind of desperate to find a new identity. And then we got a we got a 49ers team that has one of the best QBs prospects to really come to the league in the last couple, you know, three or four right. years that, that could. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know if you see eye to eye with me, but all four of these teams could go, could dramatically go either way. I mean, I definitely have my thoughts. What are you thinking? Yeah, I definitely have some thoughts. So just to let's throw out the, the over-under so that people are, are with us on this. So sure. the, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks, the over-unders on all of them are all eight-and-a-half wins. And then the Rams are nine-and-a-half wins. That's the over-under. So that's why I was saying that it, it, it my feeling initially as a non-better, I'm looking at it as is we don't really know. They're, everyone's kind of just... We're splitting the difference on that. Yeah, we're just kind of splitting the difference on this because we don't know one way or the other. So I have, uh, yeah, and I have a couple kind of in that in that realm. But uh, let's. uh, Where do you want to start? You want to start with the Rams first? Kind of the clubhouse. Hit me with it. Okay, so you said the Rams got. um, So I'm going to come in with my number. Uh, You kind of hit us with the Vegas number is nine and a half. I. Two and uh, I, I figured out all my win totals before I looked at it. Uh, I had the Rams at nine and a half, and some people could be like, "How'd you have the Rams at nine and a half?" Well, there's some like, for example, there's a stretch uh, week three, week four. They play uh, the Chargers and Minnesota. Now they they host both those teams, but you know I I picture them losing one of those and winning another. I, I did kind of break out some some slumps like that where I give I where I'd give like a half win for two games that I think are kind of coin flips. And that Minnesota game that's on that's a Thursday night game too. So if you're looking at it from a better standpoint, that's on a short week coming out. Yep. Kind of like our podcast, it's a short week, <laughs> but like we still deliver the goods. We did. We still fucking nailed it. Yeah, uh, and so I had them splitting that those two. I had a Chargers win and a and a Minnesota loss. Man, this is this is tough, right? Like it's. I think they overperformed a little bit, uh, I, but I do think they created weapons out of where we didn't think weapons were, were going to be there. Obviously, like Gurley's a fucking monster, but I think the receiving game broke down completely different than how you project it. Like probably right. walking in the beginning of that year, and now the receiving core like has. So uh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that I I, I think people are sleeping on. Don't, let's not forget that they also. They added Brandon Cooks, which obviously they're they're talking about their their line and that's, their line. Yeah, that's, that's my receiver change. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and their their line is has really kind of looked like it's kind of starting to come together a little bit. But let's talk about some of the defensive additions that they had. And Dominican Sue, along with Aaron Donald, and then you have Marcus Peters to go on with a with uh, Talib, and you've got the uh, Marcus Joyner, a good free safety out there, like. This is they're going to be disruptive on the defensive side. I, I look at it and they have Wade Phillips in here. Their schedule isn't it's not crazy easy. I, I think the stretch I'm looking at right now where I like so I, I'd be a lot more excited if. But some of the key losses I have is you know um, I, I see them splitting the series. I think I have them splitting the series with the 49ers. You hitting on those hard def- defensive points does put a kind of on my radar. Right. But here, here's where I think I so I I, I think they start out as like kind of like a 500 team before they get to their bye week, which is week 12, around 500, maybe a little higher. But I do think they finish very strong because we're looking at a week 13 through 17. They have a at Detroit, at Chicago coming off their bye. Yep. I mean, those, are, those, those are back-to-back road games, but winnable. Uh, they host Philadelphia, 
which is going to be tough. But, I mean, this, that might be another opportunity where Philadelphia has already got their division locked up and it's not as bad. And then they go at Arizona and then host San Francisco. Right. So I, I kind of had them going four or five on their last five games. That's a, Yeah, I have them too. I have them a little bit better in their earlier on. I, I have them looking like an 11-5 and five team. I think that they, you know, they I, I have them a loss at New Orleans – I can't tell if they're going to win or lose on that Kansas City game. That's in Mexico. I have a loss at Seattle, I think, coming off of you know the Minnesota game and then Seattle. But I have a win against Denver and San Francisco, and then I have a win against Green Bay. Like I think they're a subtly better team with that defense than Green Bay's offense. And I have them starting winning their first three out of the gate at Oakland, beating Arizona, and beating the Chargers, and then losing two in a row. So I have them, you know... There's a couple games in there in the middle that could go the other way, but I, I think the the point of the matter is is I feel nine and a half, like I feel ten wins is a ten and six team is is they're a ten and six team. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep track of this and we'll we'll figure out how many Mab dollars or Mab t shirts to gamble. But you have them going eleven and five and I'll yeah. uh, uh I won't stay on my half wins. I'll make it a true record, so I'll bump up to ten and six. I'll yeah. have them do the over, but nothing I'm putting money on. All right, let's jump to the uh San Francisco forty ers Okay. Uh, so I have the 49ers. It's, uh, it was an eight and a half. I have them landing at nine wins. I am splitting the Rams series. I'm splitting the Seattle series. Uh, I do have them going on quite a healthy five-game run with a bye week in between there with um, hosting the Rams, and they go to the Cardinals. Then they host the Raiders, host the Giants, go into a bye, and then go to the Buccaneers. Yeah. I think you know if Garoppolo's worth his fucking salt, like that's uh, – that's a five-game win streak there. Yeah, and I have them splitting with Seattle, right? I have that, mm-hmm. that first one after the Tampa Bay, I have that as a loss. And then going at, going in, uh, hosting Denver, then having Seattle back, and then the Bears, and then yep. I have them losing to the Rams. I have them yep. at 9-7, and seven too. I have them at 9-7, yep. and seven too. Offensive line is a little – is improving, but I'm, I'm worried about some of their interior guys. And I'm actually kind of a little worried about uh, – about the wide receivers that they have, Pierre Garcon, uh, Dante Pettis, the rookie, and Marquise Goodwin. There yeah, might be something true. there, but I but it, it just on paper it, it doesn't give me good feelings. Plus, I mean their their front four is is pretty solid, but when you start looking at Richard Sherman just coming off of a ACL or a Achilles tear, you've got Kawan Williams, Jaquissi Tart. Achilleo Witherspoon. I mean, these are cornerbacks that I have no brand recognition, and I didn't really do a ton of deep, you know, uh, searching on them. But basically, it's like these are basically young developmental players. So there's some potential there, but I don't know. When you're going in in a league that's got the Cardinals, which were inherently going to throw the ball, the we know the Rams are going to throw the ball, and mm-hmm. Seattle is going to throw the ball. How are they going to stand up defensively? So I, I have them at nine and seven. Good, Dick. We both got them at nine and seven. Uh, we're gonna have to go back and get your records on the AFC North. This will be fun. We'll get yeah. This. Uh, great. Okay. Um, yeah. Great points. Great points on that. Uh, let's jump into. Uh, yeah, we did this the wrong order. The two. I don't know. I see them as the two shitty teams, but I guess we'll save the shittiest for last. Uh, sure. Not trying to give away my poker hand there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I think we at, have this. I think we have this lined up too. By the way. Oh yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, I had him at seven and a half. I'm gonna have to bump it one way. I'll bump him up to eight and eight. You're gonna go, but I see. I had him at seven and nine. 
Okay, we're pretty close. And, and, and I think, and I think it's the the identity. I mean, taking Rashad Penny in the first round was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, what right? the fuck? I didn't get that at all. Yeah, and so they don't have uh, Jimmy Graham anymore. They have Ed Dixon as their tight end. Yeah, their offensive line has gotten better. They obviously got Dwayne Brown from the Texans. Um, I think they're moving in the right direction, but you know, is it the there's talent on that offensive line, but I, I don't see you know, you've got Doug Baldwin, you've got Tyler Lockett, and you've got Jaron Brown as their kind of wide receiver. So I think they'll be okay. But this is not the same Seattle defense that's before. The guy not, I mean not at all. Just looking each at year, the guy, each year gets more and more and more clear it's not. And it's just right. like now it's almost, you know, just name recognition. You're just like, Oh, you see Seattle Seahawks, you think like this defense and that's not the defense. It's yeah. just not. I have them yeah. winning uh I have them kind of off to a little fast start. I mean, if you look, they have Denver, Chicago, Arizona, uh, you know, three of their first four games, which, are, which would be winnable. Uh, right. I, I have them going uh, on the back stretch uh, three and seven. I mean, they just got a real, like, I don't even name off their, you know, they're at the Rams, host the Chargers, they have the Packers, uh, they have the Vikings, they have uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, pod partner. Uh, We're exactly the same on this. I've got really- three wins. On yep. after the bye after their bye yeah yeah Detroit I've got yep. the 49ers and I've got Arizona and that's all the rest brother of all brother look at that look at that man cheers that's <laughs> the exact same three I have that's fucking look awesome look at that shit my friend Dude, man, that's just... hot pod right there it's my pod pod right, exactly and we did and just for the, the the no members out there we did not talk about this at all we Literally we're said, very, this is the division we're going to talk about. We have very strict rules when it comes to Neapolitan Showdown and the Gambling Corner. Yes. Very strict. We don't play around. Right. We're just uh, Mapsterdamus. A couple <laughs> Mapsterdamus. Tell, telemaptic. Uh, telemaptic. That's what it is. Telemaptic. I keep forgetting that. It's so good. Uh, all right. So my, my Cardinals, um, not my Cardinals. I mean my Cardinals win total. I have them going 4-12, and 12, brother. Five and five and eleven. Oh, great! Yeah, I was gonna say that eight and a half. I saw it, uh, five and a half some places, but that eight. And a, so out of all these, like I'm not. I, I think before we jump into this Cardinals thing, like I'm not really. None of these numbers, like you said, I think seeing this division, nobody knows really where it's gonna lie. Like right, land. there's definitely like uh, the pendulum can swing a lot of ways on both these teams. But if you're if you just have a gambling problem, which I hope some of you do, hit um, <laughs> right. me up, uh, and you got to take something. I and if you the, do have a gambling product problem, and oh, when yeah, you go talk to those other people, then share our yep. podcast with them. Yeah, yeah, you can share it with them. You can share <laughs> absolutely because they're being into sports betting. Right. So yeah, just exactly. have them. It's a good. Yeah, we'll take care of you. No, we won't take care of your first spin of the roulette wheel when you get back at the oh, game. Oh yeah, gotta, careful, Brandana. <laughs> that got dangerous. There's no Mabby hour on that. Uh, yeah, so I got him. Um, I got him going four and twelve. It's just, I think, I think you and I see to eye. Like the offense doesn't even know what it is. There is some talent there, but places right. where they kind of had talent, like I don't think they're even able to take advantage of their best resource, like David Johnson. This, the Sam Bradford signing is, I mean, it's, it's so stupid. It's worth like three losses out of the bat for. I don't get it at all. I, I don't get what direction they're heading. Yeah, and and I think it's their hopefully hopefully they're thinking it's a stopgap for Josh Rosen. And that's the only thing that I could think of that they can just kind of. Buy but is some that time, a stopgap quarterback? Like, yeah. that's the kind of quarterback that ends up like forcing your hand earlier than you want it to. I don't know if you remember that game. Like last year, he was 
playing the Vikes, but that game against Chicago, like Monday night, and he was just like literally laying down behind the center because he couldn't get. It reminded me of unnecessary roughness, like blow the whistle, like blow the whistle, like when the guy was right. afraid about getting sacked. And it was like <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he is he is fragile like a Fabergé egg. So yeah, I feel bad for David Johnson, and and that's the other thing too. This is when I talked about it in the fantasy football thing. I'm I'm interested to see how Mike McCoy. Because Melvin Gordon's numbers when Mike McCoy was head coach of the Chargers were not great, although he did catch the ball a lot out of the backfield. Um, I'd be real interested to see how David Johnson performs this year coming off of a, a wrist fracture. Yeah, and getting a lot of attention from the defense. Yeah, a lot of absolutely. attention. Uh, okay, so I had him at 4-12. and What you have, brother? You had 5-11. Five five and 11. 11. Yep, 5-11. and 11. All right, we're going to mark that up. So what's uh, what's your what's your brandana in your gambling corner? What's your best bet in this podcast or in this division? I should say best bet. I, I would take uh, I would take the Cardinals under. Like if you're take seeing an eight and a half, if you're seeing Jump an eight and a half, that. like yeah, most definitely. Like they're not, uh, especially in this in this division. It's gonna even if they were able to get things going and Sam Bradford was able to play like six games, like right. Uh, there's still like there's chemistry issues. Like these guys haven't played together a lot. They got to figure it out. Uh, there's not like a lot of weapons there. I think you brought up a great point about that Rams defense. They're going to have to see twice. Other people understand where like there's a little lack of consistency. There's just like a lot of changing. And I think by the time it takes them to really hit their stride, like it's just going to be kind of too late. And it's going to go back to experiment, experimenting time, right? Like some of these teams, even though they're not going to admit it, they have to admit like, this is kind of a rebuilding year. And if I see yeah. anything, the Cardinals would be like, all right, we have to figure some shit out. Yeah. And yeah, I think absolutely. they're, they're going to figure out, isn't going to be covering spreads, my friend. That's right. not what we're going to be figuring out. <laughs> right. They're not going to cover the spread. <laughs> not going to cover the spread. Hit us up at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. We still have our Mabby Hour competition going. And, you know, within the next month or so, we're going to cover that coveted AFC West, where you can come on and, again, tell us how those Chiefs are going to go undefeated all right let's do this rundown brother who's the mvp of the week so i'm gonna go with uh usually i go with a sports flavor uh i'm, I'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it inside the uh the studio here and i'm gonna go dr mrs the commish and my two girls commishette and commishette 2.0 uh <laughs> they get my mvp of the week the reason why as you can see brandana i know the listeners can't see this but they can see i am sitting in mab one studios here my my girls for my birthday made me a little podcast studio where i can sit here and have unadulterated time for you oh man so um it's it's uh it was a very welcome surprise and a, and a wonderful thing and i couldn't believe that they did it uh, you know we we talk about this and talk about our families and stuff like that it's just a, a, a really sweet thing and uh you know, they make it easy to be a dad and a, and a, and a husband. So, so they're my MVPs of the week. That's awesome, brother. Congratulations, man. Thanks, That's man. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, my MVP is on Mother's Day. I forgot a mother that is a loyal listener, a big fan of the podcast. And I just want to let her know that I uh, appreciate the listens. And congratulations on your daughter taking her first step. She's walking Ooh. now. And that is a Mrs. Ginny Ostrom. Uh, thanks for the listen. Um, there you go. You're you're crushing it in the mom world, and thanks for listening to the podcast. It's appreciate. There you go. Uh, can, we get, can I get an, a, a, a least valuable player in this pod real quick? Can I can I throw this one out <laughs> you there? You want to throw an LVP? Let's yeah, hear, let's brother. Throw an let's LVP hear. Out there. I don't know. Wait, if wait, wait, them. wait. Before we do that, let's uh, let's air horn our MVPs. This is for you guys. Because that's probably why why they built you that thing. Because they're just like hey, we start hearing hair air horns in the middle of the night. Right. Like, that's true. Like, yes. Oh no. You're, yeah. I see now. All right. 
Who's no, the my, LVP? My, my LVP, I don't know if you get, if you saw it, it's been making the rounds in social media. So the Brandy Chestain, who was on the U.S. women's soccer team, was mm-hmm. inducted into the San Francisco Sports Hall of Fame, and they, they showed her bust, which is like the, 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 the her picture of her face, and yeah. it was horrible. She looked like Gary Busey in this. So whoever... <laughs> So, so, and she's not, and obviously she's a, she's a perfectly fine looking person. Uh, so whoever made that, that bust of her for her (laughs) hall of fame induction, you are the map sports LVP of the week. LVP. I want to look at that. Maybe we'll bring that, bring that in the LVP. You got to shout out those people sometimes because it's letting the people know. It's just like, yeah, dude. You had one job, build the bus, brother. Exactly, man. We, we got to keep of... we we got to keep people on their toes a little bit because if they, if they hear their name in this section, it might not always be good. <laughs> uh, Sixty second tale from the front. We are talking getting ice, smearing off icing, something yes. that made the rounds about six seven years ago. I think most awesome had just left. I think he has a really good one. You got sixty seconds, bro. What happened? Go. Yeah. So so yeah, icing was all the rage. Uh, I had just moved to North Carolina, but you know that. Our, our crew, that doesn't stop anyone from doing it. So I showed up uh, to the apartment complex where, we, we, you know, if you got a package, you get it stuck at the note on your door. Hey, go to the go to the front desk. Go down to the front desk. I see the package. I, it says open immediately. I open the package up, pull it out. It's a fucking ice, <laughs> a smeared off ice, warm. It's sitting in a UPS truck all day. So a man of my word, man right? Word. Think, a man of my word. I get down on one knee and just pound that bee. Uh, the 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 ladies that were there were a little confused. They thought maybe thought it might I have a, uh, a problem, if you will. Especially sure. when I made them take the picture of it, so I had video <laughs> verification. I remember of it. that picture. Oh, we got a, We got a, We have an Instagram now. We can start sharing this stuff that we bring up. Do you have that picture? That picture's got to exist somewhere. I'm sure I do. do I you have want to look back media? in the files. I mean, we'll talk yeah. about. It. We'll talk about. Yeah, it yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't. Well, slamming the smearing off ice isn't that bad. Well, there was also the other one at the at the summit. You guys got me with the summit where I almost like choked on a uh, a very large. Large smear enough ice that you have, and there's oh, a yeah, there's a picture of me like I'm like I look like Red Fox in like uh, <laughs> you know Sanford and so I'm like the big one. <laughs> That's right. They kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, ah. <laughs> uh, brother, excellent episode thirteen. Uh, they say thirteen is unlucky number. They are wrong when it comes to the MAB Sports Podcast. No sir, no uh, sir. You can email us at MAB Sports Podcast. That's sports plural at gmail dot com. Uh, Find us on iTunes. Subscribe. It helps us out so much. Please tell your friends. Have them subscribe. It's uh, search MAB Sports. You see the cartridge. Uh, click five stars. Leave a little comment. Where else are we, brother? Let them know where we're, else we're, we're on Instagram at Mab underscore Sports. We're at, on Twitter at Mab underscore Sports. You can find us everywhere. Our social media is tight. We got that dragon energy. Song. Oh, we're going. We're going just like. Like the most awesome just constellation bracket, just spreading and reaching and just <laughs> right. getting out there and going. I am Brandana. That is most awesome. Sign yourself off, brother. I came here to do two things, Brandana. One's drink beer and two's crush pot, and I'm all out of beer. Like she likes fashion. She likes fashion.
Spain. She likes fashion.